doing it because you're saying this is who I am. You're not an imposter for you. If you're trying to attain this goal that is somebody else's goal, then maybe you are an imposter. Welcome to Gleanings, where we explore holistic approaches to reaching your true potential, mind, body, and soul. Unleash your spirit, express your gifts, and dance to the sacred rhythm of life, Shakina. I had the privilege of interviewing Stevie M, who is a singer-songwriter from New York who writes empowering pop music that seeks to inspire, celebrate, and honor people who have been told they are less than. She sings messages of body positivity, inclusiveness, grit, and lighthearted joy. Stevie's next single, Let's Go Last Off, speaks of breaking free and leaving your worries behind. In this episode, we talk about how she weaves these powerful messages into her songwriting and career as a music teacher. Hi, Stevie. Hi. Love to hear about how you got into music. Um, so I guess... <laughs> It was a long time ago. Um, I was that like annoying kid who would watch Annie like over and over and try to do the dances and, and do all the things like that and like shout tomorrow. Like, and then like my family would make me sing it at gatherings, <laughs> you know, like things like that. So I just, for some reason I knew I wanted to perform and sing um, like forever. I can't remember a time when I didn't think that. And I know that's not the case for everybody. You know, you get the calling or whatever, but I, I just kind of did. I just always knew I wanted to do that. Um, I did have some music in my family. It was more like encouraged than participated in. But um, like, apparently my grandfather sang well and my grandmother on the other side and my, um, my dad would... Um, play like he used to play in bands he played the bass and he would do a little bit of kind of songwriting things um and it never really went anywhere um so um I just I just started singing and never shut up ever <laughs> basically did you do music or band in school um okay so <laughs> again just kid um I did chorus like very religiously. And then it came to the time where it was like, oh, you could join band too. And I was like, okay, well, what's the deal with that? And they said, you could pick an instrument. We would teach it to you. And they said, sometimes you would have to leave chorus early to go to band practice. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. No. And so I just wouldn't, I would not leave chorus. Um, Oh, such a nerd, but I do, I regret it because I eventually took like, um, in college, I did a music major and we had to take these, they call them tech instruments. So I had to take like a semester of guitar and a semester of, uh, violin. I did a, I did a semester of brass. So I tried like the trombone and the trumpet. I tried all these things. And then we took um, piano a lot of the time too. And I came in uh, 
I, I taught myself a lot of keyboard just because like, I wanted to accompany myself a little bit and just give myself notes and play melodies and stuff. Um, so I was a little self-taught in that, but by the time I got to college, I really didn't know much else about instruments. So I would have been a little bit more ahead if I had taken some instruments, <laughs> but, but no, I was, I was just too serious about the singing. Do you so. feel like your choir experience helped you with the instruments? Yeah, I think the music major helps me because they, um, they taught us about like transpositions and what instruments like to do what and what their function was and things. So eventually I learned it. I just, um, oh, you mean like before college? Um, no, <laughs> yeah. it will help me with musicality. It's like that kind of stuff, like the notes and rhythms and things like that. But um, I'm very, I'm not coordinated. Like, I guess I can think like a keyboardist to a point, but like, I've never been into sports. I've never been good at any sport but I can dance. So I, you know, musical theater was good. I like to move and dance, but I, I'm not coordinated with some best friend is a bassoonist. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you using music in your daily life? Um, well, I teach private voice lessons, so, um, I will inevitably sing every day. I will, um, just if it's for me or with working with someone else, um, I find that intensely rewarding because I really feel that people use singing and music as part of their, the fabric of who they are, their self-identity. Uh, it can be a way of navigating through some really difficult stuff. And it can be that one thing to sort of cling to. So I really, really like that. I like connecting people to music and letting know that it's letting them know it's accessible to them. It's not this like nebulous thing that is like for like a certain club of people. Yeah. Um, it really is for everybody. Everybody has a place in music, even if it's just a curator of playlists, you know, that's important. Or um, just a very opinionated listener who can recommend music that that's all important. Um, so there's that plus, um, I like to do co-writes once a week or once every other week. So I'll be writing music and um, I am kind of always singing just throughout the day. And I like to the point where I don't even know I'm doing it or something. Um, I'll just, you know, be watching a commercial and sing with it or, or like have a show tune in my head and sing it around the house. It's quite annoying. I'm just really annoying people. <laughs> Do you focus in on a certain style or age group? Um, with the teaching? Yes. Okay, so I teach kid, I teach school age kids, you know, like probably from like 11, 12 up to like, I have students in their 70s. Oh, so wow. I think that everybody uses music differently at different times of their life, but also the same the whole time. So it's really great to be working with um that many like variety of people and with that comes a variety of musical tastes and so since I have that classical background but I am now working in pop music I really like to run the whole gambit I really do I like to help I I want to I want my students to know that like there's no music that is off limits uh, I've taught like a like a singer in like a screamo band. He wasn't the screamer, but he was like the singer, like that hard rock. Um, and we got to go into like support for that kind of singing and stuff like that. 
So I, I try, it's maybe not my own taste, but I try not to put limits on it. Plus I just like a lot of different music. So it's um, during co-writes or during lessons? Um, either or both. Okay. So, so when we're co-writing, it's a lot about, I like to co, I do write songs by myself, but I, I really, really love to co-write because um, like you'll get to a point where you're stuck and then that other person. Well, um, maybe we should start, that. maybe we should start with what is co-writing because maybe not oh. everybody's aware of what that is. <laughs> okay. So um, co-writing is when you meet with another songwriter and you basically kind of decide you're going to work on a song together. Sometimes it's like, um, sometimes it will be like, I have this really great idea for a song and I want to see where we can take it. And sometimes it's like, I have this really great melody, but I have no idea what to do with it. And sometimes it's like, let's just write a song together and we'll figure out what it's about. And then we'll say, well, what's going on in your life? What's going on in your life? What do you want to say? And what's, what's the message that we want listeners to receive? Okay. So I tend to write a lot of songs about the journey to self-love. And I think that's why I'm pulled to your podcast because it's a lot about that. Yes. Um, and I really, I really want people to know their own worth. And I think it's part of our culture to like not know or to deny it somehow. And so with the songwriting and the performing and the teaching, I really try to just instill this, like stop letting things limit you kind of thing. Like just because you can't do something right now doesn't mean you can't figure out how to do it. And like, um, uh, some of my songs talk about like going through hard times and then having gone through them, you're now this like beacon of hope for somebody else who hasn't been through it yet. And so just kind of existing and living your life is going to be inspirational to someone and you may not even know it. So that's, that's where I'm at now. I really, I really just want people to like themselves. <laughs> And it, I think I'm hearing like, it's um, a very popular term right now is imposter syndrome. And it seems yeah. like you're talking a lot about using the music to kind of pull out the true you and um, accept Because music is the true me, you know what I mean? So if, if that's how I show up authentically, then maybe somebody else recognizes that I go, oh, that's me too. Now I can show up authentically in that way. Or they can say, you know, how, how do I show up authentically? I just heard this song about it. So let me go find my thing, you know? And it's not to say we have one thing, everyone's multifaceted and, right. you know, I like to do other things besides I'm sing too. I'm passionate too. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, um, but it's all just about, you know, letting the inspiration take you and following the joy. And I mean, imposter syndrome to me, I had a big like imposter syndrome day yesterday, I feel like. And I, the way I kind of got myself out of it was like, why am I doing this? Like, am I doing this because I think I'm supposed to be the best at it? Or am I doing it because I just like to do it? Like, so mm -hmm. if I'm doing it because I just like to do it, then there is nothing to imposter. You know what I mean? To impose okay. upon. 
if you're you're doing it because you're saying this is who I am, you're not an imposter for you. Of you, you know. So if you're trying to attain this goal that is somebody else's goal, then maybe you are an imposter, you know? That makes sense. Like if if your goal is to see what that person has, I want that. Right. But that's their their journey and not yours. So maybe you are imposing whatever the word is, impersonating that goal. But if you're just trying to show up as your authentic self, like that's the opposite of being an imposter. That's being you. And so it's like to rethink like, why, why are we feeling that way? And like, what's the overall goal? The overall goal is just to live a happy life, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's written in the constitution, (laughs) pursuit of happiness. We get to do that. That is very true. And it doesn't say pursuit of happiness unless, you know, did your family encourage you to pursue music or were they trying to get you to be more, you know, traditional business-like? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was very lucky that I had a supportive family in that, you know, they, they made sure I got the education that I, I wanted. Um, and they would, you know, support my, my little shows and my little concerts and everything and come to my gigs now. Um, there was a time where they, you know, they kind of said, I can't just go off and be a performer. I need to have like a marketable skill. So I, I went into the education side of music as well as the performance side. Um, so I would have this kind of skill that I could be a voice teacher, which I want. So what kind of training and programs have you participated in since high school? Um, since high school, I went to, I went to school for music. I went to the Crane School of Music and then I went to the New England Conservatory. Um, I did a, I did an opera program. I was an opera singer coming out of grad school. I, I did opera for like 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I don't want to speak ill of it because it is, you know, amazing music and there's truly talented, amazing people. But for me, I found it to be a toxic environment. Um, it was very elitist and snobby, not the whole time. Like I made great friends and everything, but um, for me, I'm a bit of a free spirit. I like to pop off and do things that are not planned and that are not scripted, you know, and I, I just think personality wise, it wasn't a match. Plus there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of body shame going on there. Oh, okay. uh, and opera is now is subject to all the me to stop. They have to answer for a lot right now. And so I'm just going to chill on that <laughs> for now. Um, and so I started to branch out and say, you know, I can do other things. And so I started, like, I took a gig singing pop songs at a bar and then I, I did some cabaret work and I was like, wow, there's really like more out there for me than like just this. Yes. And then it sort of fell off from there. But um, I feel much more free now. It was really sad to let it go. But that's that's one kind of thing else that I like in the studio is I can work classical music with the classical singers and I can work pop with the pop singers. So um, so it did pay off in the end that I, I now know how to do these things that I can help people. Um, but... I think it just wasn't a personality match and it just is what it is. But um, 
so that's that's what I what I did for like classical education and then um when I started writing music again I I stopped writing music after my undergrad in college because um I took like classical composition and it was like a whole thing and I got kind of discouraged because mm. I'm a songwriter I'm not a composer but I didn't like realize there were different things so when I started writing again um it was after going through sort of a dark time and I had to not sing for a while I had um somewhat of a vocal condition that I still have um because of my autoimmune things going on and so my voice changed a little bit and I needed to spend some time in silence and in that time I started to just write out what I was thinking and feeling and it turned into some songs and I was like okay now what do I do with these songs so I was just going to write them and then I um I did take a class for uh, songwriting for media for, you know, like ads and TV and things like that, um, which is what led me to the group where I met you. Okay. <laughs> it's Hiller's group. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, you know, I, I believe in getting help first off. I just, I, I like to figure out and I like to play, but I also, I really like to kind of use people for what their, their expertise is and let them, let them teach me things. So um, that was a great experience. And now I have even started teaching some of my voice students about songwriting because they, um, they started to become curious. <laughs> um, and then somebody like, you know, and when I'll, you know, I'll tell them what's going on and they'll say, you know, I've had this kind of idea for a song, but I never knew if it was, you know, good or not. And I'll be like, yeah, show me. And we'd start working on it. So it's kind of like a fun little extra part. <laughs> So do you feel like the, um, the body shame type, you know, impact and your own health challenges that you went through have helped you, um, with better insight with your students? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the student, the teaching and especially like formulating who I am as an artist, you know, um, because I have a clear mission to like, not let people feel that way. And also to, especially with the, the voice stuff, I, I took some voice therapy and now I, I can help a lot more people because of what I learned um, in that way. But just in having gone through that dark time, uh, I got some decent songs out of it and I can sort of speak from a bigger place of empathy than ever you know? And I think that's the most important thing is just like Definitely. being able to be empathetic and be a, you know, person to person, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like during that time frame that you ever considered shifting or were you able to um, stay focused on your mission or did you have something that helped you keep um, on your path or? Yeah, well, that's the time where like, I was, I was never a recording artist, like ever. Um, I was a, I was a theater singer. I was alive and I had done some recording gigs like to sing other people's songs, but I never would have dreamed of singing my own songs. 
like never. Oh, wow. Um, and so it was like going through that. And, and the funny thing is like, I'm very spiritual and I kept, um, I pull, you know, I read angel cards and tarot cards and all the things. And, um, I pull these cards and they would say career change. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like I'm a singer and I teach and that's what I want to do. Why would I career change? But I did, I, I, um, the songs just came, you know, too, too strong. <laughs> and then I was like, let's just try it. And now I'm, and then, you know, the pandemic hit and we're all inside. So, yes. um, I'm not, you know, gigging as much. I used to just live for that next gig and it's just not, it's not sustainable for me anymore. I can't really live like that. Okay. So I feel like in this recording thing, it's giving me a chance to have something that could build, build an audience, build a platform, build, build some assets. Your songs are assets, you know, um, and reach a lot more people. So that was a big shift for me. I had never, I have a whole little recording set up over there. Now I've never recorded. Wow. If I did, I went into the studio. Now I have a whole thing here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so of, yeah, it was, it was a big shift. Yeah. So that kind of, that ties into this, a lot of times people talk about how your purpose doesn't change, but maybe the way you deliver it or your path on it may look different, but your kind of your purpose stayed the same. And that's funny you say that because um, as we were talking, you said, like, did you ever consider doing anything with life coaching? And I, I just recently was like, I feel like this is where that's leading me to, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that or how to go about it or whatever, but I do, instead of like saying it through music, I could just say it, I could just be like, <laughs> just love yourself. And here's how I did it. And here's how you can do it. And um that is a, an avenue I would definitely either that or some kind of like energy healing where, you know, you just get to work with people and um, do all the healing work that we need to be doing yeah. to show up as healed people. So you I know? saw on your Instagram that you pulled the cards that you were just mentioning. Can you mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about how that plays into, I don't know, either self-esteem or just guiding your path? So, um, the spirituality is, it goes deep into who I am now. Um, I don't think it, I was always kind of spiritual, but now it's like an, another level. I didn't even think it was possible, but, um, it basically is just like the way to tune out all the other voices that you hear in your brain. And so you start to think they're yours like things oh. like I'm ugly and too old to be doing this, you know, like, um, what am I, what is this? Um, so, um, when you, when you calm that and when you meditate and you go into your heart center and all that stuff, you start to really be able to see which voices actually are mine and which ones were given to me by, and then where did they come from? And is that, that source really something that's worth keeping around inside my body. <laughs> like, you know, so there are things we've learned from people we love, but they're not things that serve us anymore. And maybe they were, maybe they did serve us, but 
you just kind of keep it around because of habit. And so I've spent a lot of time trying to let some of that stuff go because it's always the bad stuff that stays. You know what I mean? It's always like that one comment or like those, like, you know, all through, you know, all through high school, I was this kid who people said this thing to and it hurt me so bad. And that's who I am now. And it's like, but you've now let these people take your power away. And so it's a way of just getting it back. So I think the, the core of it for me is like the meditation and stuff, but I do like to pull the cards and receive the messages of positivity. Cause that always, it's just a reinforcement of that, you know? Yeah. And the randomness of that probably uh, sparks different things than maybe you would think of that day on your own. Yeah. You want me to pull a card for you right now? That would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is, what is speaking to you? We have keepers of the light or we have the angel guide oracle. Ooh, let's do. I have more over there. The keepers of the light. Okay. This was my first oracle. And for everybody watching, this will be for you because it's never an accident. This is, I don't know how to say this, the Shekinah. That sounds like the Hebrew word Shekinah. It might be the same. Okay. Sacred self, unleash your spirit, express your gifts, and dance to the sacred rhythm of life. Ooh. So, and if you want to hear a little bit more about that, I could probably read a little more in this book. Okay. Just to be open and expressing your own stuff. And like, who cares? That Who kind cares of parallels what we were just talking about. Exactly. It always, it always gets the, it always like gets to the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does. It kind of summarizes what we were saying. <laughs> Don't feel the need to hold back or dampen your spirit. This is the time to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what we were talking about. There you go. Being yourself yeah. and letting the true you come out. That's what I'm saying. It's just that like reinforcement of like, you know, and some people are into it. Some people are not, and that's fine, but you got to do what makes you happy in this world. So there you go. <laughs> so what do you think is the best advice you've ever received? Okay. Um, it's kind of the same thing. One of them, it was put to me differently in this last like couple weeks. So I'm thinking about that. But the main message is like, you are enough. Like there's so many people who operate through this world just saying like, I have to do more than I think I have to do because e either out of, you know, selflessness, you want to be there for people or just like this feeling that you are lacking something. So you are not enough all by yourself. You have to you have to come with toppings and condiments, you know, <laughs> like, but you're a steak and you shouldn't put toppings and condiments on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Leave it alone. It's like, fine. I feel that same way. Like there's, you know, there's YouTube and there's Facebook and there's this is, and there's that's and like, yeah, I do it all, but maybe, yeah. Yeah. All of that or happened. like you have to, you have to, you have to put more riffs into that song. You have to do higher notes and more tricks. No, like, um, you know, I have to wear makeup today. No, you don't. Um, 
you're enough. And so the other, the, the way that it's like an extension of the same thing is they said that the reason that we put up with some behaviors of people is that there's something that they give us that we are under the false impression that we can't give ourselves, you know? So it's like, you are enough, like you're enough for everything. Like you, there's something in you that can give you whatever it is that you want, you know? And that you don't have to seek it from someone else. You don't have to seek it from somewhere else, some other entity, from the government, from wherever, you know, we're not perfect, but like, um, you know, that whatever we need is something that we're capable of finding and make or making for ourselves. And I, I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like, where, where are my attachments to things that are outside of what I can do, you know? And are those healthy attachments and all these things? Um, and especially in this kind of quarantine time, we've been like alone more and um, separated. So it kind of really will show you that, like, I don't have a choice. I'm going to do this for myself um, because, you know, I can't call someone to come fix my piano. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. So and learn a new skill <laughs> yeah or even just like you know love and acceptance like if I could truly love and accept myself to my fullest capacity would I need this person to do that for me and then like I could make I wouldn't be so tied to them and I would just spend time with them if I wanted to and if they honored me and the relationship honored both of us but if not and I hold on because I'm getting something from them that I don't feel that I feel like I need until someone else can come along and give it to me, that's not the most healthy thing. So if we can really learn the true power of ourselves, we may just shed a lot of relationships that we don't, that don't serve us anymore, you know, or, you know, habits that don't serve us. And then we'll keep our time sacred for the most important, most healthy ones. That's the thing I've learned in this quarantine is like, my time is so sacred. And I was Excuse my friend, such a whore with my time. <laughs> I just gave it to anybody. Everybody, I'll do that. I'll do that. I just yeah. gave it to anybody. So, um, like, I, I don't. I'm gonna try not to be so slutty with my time. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it for things that really bring me joy and people that really bring me joy. And and of course, like, you want to show up and you want to be of service, but you can do that in a sacred way where you feel like honored and both parties are being honored. It's not about depleting yourself. So, and sometimes just being alone, you know, sitting with my coffee cup in front of Netflix is exactly what I need to be doing, (laughs) you know? And that's, and that's fine. And I never gave myself time for that ever. Like people would say, oh, have you watched this? I'm like, I don't watch things. So what do you feel are the biggest challenges of the career path that you're on? And did those change with 2020, as you were just mentioning? That's a good question. Okay. So, I mean, the challenge that I feel, which is probably not even like a thing, is just that like, there are just so many musicians, (laughs) but in a way it's like, you could look at that as competition, but I don't look at that as competition. I look at it as community. Because like 
like-minded people are always going to be synergistic and we're going to lift each other up. So in a way it's, it's hard to get your music heard by a large audience of people because there's just so much music out there. There's so much great music out there. And so it's like, how does my little songs like find their little way? But I also believe that if you, you know, we're vibing high in our way, we're going to attract like energy and we're going to make friends. And then those people will hear the music and maybe they like it and they vibrate with other like-minded people and they pass it on. So I, I think, you know, that's, that's the, that's the typical thing to say, well, you know, there's so much competition and they say that to mean like, maybe you shouldn't do it. Right. Maybe, maybe you should be a plumber because there's not so many plumbers and it's like, okay, but like, I would be a really crappy plumber. <laughs> like, and then you so, no, you wouldn't yeah. be going. Yeah. There are brilliant plumbers that should be the ones to do it. Um, so my, my cousin is one of them. So, um, yeah, I, that's, that's what I feel sometimes is the competition is just, there's just so many people to wade through and so many people to try and contact to hear your music and they're just bombarded. But I feel just because I feel that doesn't make it real. I, I, I'm trying to make sense of it because I really truly believe that what is meant for you, you cannot miss, you know, it won't miss you if it's really meant for you. Um, it just might take you a while to get there and it might look differently than you think. And it might, it, it might be in a way that you could never expect, but that doesn't mean that it's not like the goal that you set out to do, you know? Right. So there's that. So if you're just true to your own stuff, it will make its way out. So that's what I'm working on now is just make its way out. Um, has that changed since 2020? Yes. Because um, somebody asked for like a picture of me doing a gig as DVM, you know, my, with my songs. And I didn't have one because my first single came out a year ago, like um, maybe a year ago, like the end of January. And so my next one came out in March and that was like immediately before lockdown or at lockdown, like it was right, right around that time. And then, so what we were doing, oh no, it was in lockdown because- East Coast, right? What? You're on the East Coast, right? East Coast, yeah. You guys got locked Doors up. happened earlier than we did. <laughs> right. So um, when Strut came out, we had this contest called the Stay Home and Strut Challenge where people would um, make little videos to um, a part of the song. Okay. And it was like about people strutting like back into their houses or like strutting but socially distancing and so it was like really cute and we I still have those videos and I just love them um but I I have not played a gig as with right. my own songs I've played plenty of gigs of other stuff but like other people's music and other people's costumes with other people's agendas so I've I've not shown up as just me singing my own songs and so I didn't have a picture to give them <laughs> so um I had done a photo shoot over the summer and um one of our good friends is a, like an amazing photographer. And so I said, what if like, we just stayed like far apart? And she's like, yeah, I'm cool with that. So um, I was able to do that. And so I submitted some pictures uh, of that and hopefully that will be fine. <laughs> like I'll do more with my own cell phone. But I, but yeah, I don't, 
I don't have any gigs as DVM yet. So um, I will be playing on another. You have something exciting happening soon? Oh, yes. So um, a year later. Okay, so um, I was working on some other songs that got shut down by the the pandemic because I was uh, working in a studio. I was singing in a studio and the studio was closed. And so I was able to get my own gear and start back up. It took a little time for me to get it all and figure out how to use it. Um, but slowly but surely I built out my EP and it is complete and it is finally debuting on the 29th of January. Um, and that's to say like it's five songs and four of them have been released as singles. So it's not to say I'm giving you a million new songs, I'm giving you one new song um, that I'm excited about called Let's Go Blast Off. Um, and it was written in quarantine, like, let's get out of here. Let's go do this. Let's go do the thing we want to do. I'm so anxious. Let's just break out. Um, so that's exciting. But it also just like is for me the completion of this collection of stuff. And then um, I'm working on my next collection of stuff. Ooh, and one of the songs that I wrote last year definitely got shut down, like really got shut down by the pandemic. So I'm working on, um, we're redoing some stuff and I'm gonna put that into the next EP because I didn't want to wait around anymore. Um, and then I have some really cool co-writes coming up that I'm excited about. And I'm hoping it doesn't take me a year to get the next one, but if it does, it does. <laughs> um, because five songs, it's kind of like a song every other month. So okay, I'm fine with that. Um, I really love just working on this and the recording. Sometimes like the recording process is uh, stressful because you're like, was that, was that a good take? I don't know, like, did, should I do it again? And it's like, when you work for yourself, you can always do it again. So you're like never finished. <laughs> um, and that's, that's hard. And then you can hear it so detailed and you're like, I really thought that was a good take, but man, this is a stinker. I got to do it again, you know? And then the producer's like, no, like, so this song, actually, um, I put a lot of trust in the producer because he liked this, this particular producer liked more of the raw takes. And he's like, no, you, you can't be the classically trained perfect person in this song. You have to be raw, you have to be real. And it, it's not gonna be perfect. It's gonna be like a little flawed, but in a good way. And so I hear this song and I'm like, uh, you know, and a, uh. so I, it's, it's a really big act of trust. <laughs> um, worst critics, right? <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. That's the thing. We're, we're always going to be our worst critics. So um, I hope the people, maybe the opera people won't like this. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. It's a little raw vocal, but um, to the point where like, I, I said, I didn't pronounce this word enough in the song. Is there a better take where I pronounced it more? And he goes, no, 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 you pronounced it too much. So I faded it out. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's too, it's too clean. It's too clean. You have to like get, get dirty. Don't be afraid to get dirty. So that was, that's a, that's a leap of trust for me. And um, I showed it to one of my friends who's also a great, great recording artist, J.R. Price, also very about body positivity. Um, was like, I was like, he's like, I can't wait to hear your song. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's okay, here you go. 
And he's like, you're going to hate me. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's my favorite song on the whole collection. And I'm like, what? You know, so awesome. you can judge for yourself. <laughs> I'm just, I'll, I'll let it, I'll give it up to the universe to like it or not like it. But yeah. Anything else that you would like to share with us? Or would you like to let us know how we can follow you? Sure. Um, I mainly hang out on Instagram. Uh, at Stevie M underscore music. So S-T-E-V-I-M underscore music. Um, my other social medias are at Stevie M music, all one word. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok a little bit um, and everything else. YouTube. Where are your music? Oh, it's, um, it will be on. Okay, so my music is on all music platforms. Um, if you put... Stevie M like comes up with a lot. There's a lot of Stevie's. So I thought like the Stevie with the I made it a little more distinctive. And also like somebody spelled it wrong at Starbucks and I loved it so much that I kind of kept it. <laughs> um, and so, um, but it's actually the accent over the E, like the long E accent. If you put that CVM, you will find me. Apple Music, Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify. Um, you could find those. Uh, and I would love to hear, you know, if anyone wants us to reach out, I have stickers I can send you that say, let your beauty shine. <laughs> I love to connect with people. So if you want to DM me, happy to talk with you, happy to send you some stickers. <laughs> I really will. Um, and there will be more Stevie merch. We have like shirts that say boss of my life too. Um, I'm working on, I did a shipment of those and they're almost gone. So Wow. Uh, I can do that. Um, there will be more and it's just slowly building. I'm kind of just going where the, where the inspiration takes me at a time. Cause it can get really overwhelming of like so much you're supposed to do as a recording artist supposed to do, you're supposed to have a YouTube, you're supposed to have merch, have tickets, have all these things. And it's just like, it's a lot. So one thing at a time <laughs> and I will get to it all. Um, but definitely happy to, um, to chat with anyone, Excellent. especially anyone who needs like a pep talk. I'll give you a pep talk. <laughs> so in closing, do you have an affirmation or a mantra that you would like to toss our way? Sometimes um, while I'm like cooking or something or cleaning or just doing something, I will sing in my head and it goes, you are enough, you are enough. You are enough, and I see you, I see you, and I know your heart, and I see you, I know you, and I know your heart, you are enough, and it keeps kind of just repeating like that, <laughs> and I just find it soothing and maybe that'll be a song one day and I'll finish it and record it but for now it's just a mantra an affirmation it's beautiful and yay for the gutsy gals Stevie M had several powerful gems for us to glean from this conversation a few of them are music can be a way to navigate through really difficult stuff and give you something to cling to it's all about letting the inspiration take you and following the joy. 
just because you can't do something right right now doesn't mean you can't figure out how to do it. Having gone through hard times makes you a beacon of hope for somebody else. Through meditation, you can filter out which voices are your own. What is meant for you, you cannot miss. Check out the show notes to get information about Stevie M and Women That Rock's current giveaway. Remember, you are enough. Catch you on the next Gleanings episode.